Welcome to PantherCast, the official podcast of TMI Episcopal, where we share stories from our alumni, updates about the school, and help you reconnect and discover what the TMI community is all about. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of TMI's PantherCast podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Director of Community Relations. Once again, I'm pleased to bring you the audio of our senior chapel talks from this past week by Tamike Falabita and Cody Trevino, TMI Class of 2019. Our first featured talk is by Tamike Falabita. Tamika began attending TMI in the ninth grade. She's hoping to attend the University of Texas at Dallas next year, where she hopes to major in biomedical engineering. Her favorite hobby when not in class is drawing and painting. Thank you for listening, and now enjoy this Senior Chapel Talk. What is a people pleaser? According to Google suggestions, people pleasers typically have low self-esteem. They overdo it on kindness and helpfulness because they feel the need to prove their worth. They're uncomfortable with conflict or negative emotions, so they work hard to always keep their partners happy with no concern for their own feelings. I always knew I was a people pleaser, but I did not openly accept it until ninth grade. To be honest, I was fine with being a people pleaser because I loved making people happy and still do. I never wanted people to be miserable or unhappy because of me. Guilt is the worst feeling in the world, in my opinion. I never understood how people could be so mean while appearing to be unbothered. If I did something to hurt someone's feelings, you could tell in an instant. In middle school, I could get away with being a people pleaser because it helped me accumulate more friends. I was always focused on improving improving people's moods, no matter what it took. For some reason, I would go out of my way to make others feel better about themselves, even if it meant putting myself down. While some of my friends found me being a people pleaser sweet and endearing, my true friends reminded me not to forget to take care of myself. Oftentimes, as teenagers, we get so caught up in trying to make our friends happy, we forget to maintain our own happiness. My indecisive nature stems from the fact that I want to make everyone happy, but I know deep inside I can't. The worst part about being a people pleaser besides feeling guilt is facing disappointment. Once I realize that I have failed to live up to a person's standards, I start to feel really bad about myself. Since middle school, I remember my parents reminding me how hard they have worked to get to where they are today. Both my mother and father have sacrificed so much of their life to make sure that my siblings and I do not have to go through the same circumstances they went through. Out of all the people in my life, I never wanted to disappoint my parents. And when I did, I would shatter into pieces. This is where my people-pleasing side comes in. I love seeing the sparkle in my parents' eyes and their big smiles when I achieve something. So I strove to get great awards, great grades, and make So I strove to get awards and make great grades. When I got anything lower than a B, my parents were not nearly as happy. Until I came to TMI, my sole reason 
for getting good grades was to make my parents proud. I'm sure that many of you feel this way. It does not have to be for your parents. It can be for your friends, your coaches, or even your teachers. There is a strong desire to make those we love proud. But for me, my desire became toxic. Humming to TMI was a huge change for me. I came from a school in Montgomery County, Maryland to a private school in San Antonio, Texas. Not only that, I was enrolled in the boarding program. 14-year-old me was terrified and I did not have anyone to be a people pleaser to but myself. On the day my family came to visit me, I had been crying all morning. I did not like how I was as a person or my current situation at TMI. It was all too much at one time. I went outside to greet my family. I looked in the mirror and saw that my eyes were very red. I splashed water on my face and I went outside to say hello. As my dad pulled up onto the driveway, I walked towards the car with my head down and not making any eye contact. I said hi to my siblings quietly and took the food my mom had brought for me and quietly said goodbye. I went, my, I went back to my room and continued to cry because I was all alone. It turns out my mom had forgotten to give me something else, so she called me. I quickly got myself together before answering the phone, taking deep breaths. When I finally answered the phone and heard her say, hello, I broke down in tears once again. My dad drove back to the dorms and my parents had a talk with me. I told them that I did not fit in a TMI. It was too hard and I strongly disliked being away from home. Even though they did not want me to go to public school, they told me it would be fine if it made me happy. Once again, this is where my people-pleasing side comes in. I explained that I did not want to disappoint them by giving up before attending TMI for a full year. As they responded, I thought about how they drove two hours almost every weekend to see me, just for me to say I wanted to switch schools. I could not bear the thought. As I started falling into a hole of negative thoughts, my mother and father both said something to me that brought me back into reality. And what they said has changed me for the better. They told me that I have to live my own life. I'm not living my life for my mom or for my dad or for anyone. I'm living my life for myself. I did not get good grades, play sports, or join clubs for their future, but I did so for my own. I could not continue to have this concern for what others wanted. I needed to go with my heart, even if my heart did not match up with my parents. At first, I wanted to change schools to avoid all the challenges I was facing, but then I considered something. It was still the freshman year, and I did not want to give up on what TMI had in store for me. After realizing this, I told myself that I would stay at TMI because I knew it would prepare me for a great future and I could make friends that I'm so thankful for today. 
Looking out for yourself is not the easiest thing to do. Sometimes the most difficult choices lead to the best improvements on yourself. When you do what's best for yourself, that can make you a better person and you can be there for those you love. Making the decision to stay at TMI does not mean I have completely diminished my people-pleaser tendencies. I still have trouble putting others' emotions and interests before my own. We all know that change does not happen overnight. It happens over time. Being excessively nice is natural to me, but I'm in a much better place than I was freshman year. We're all still very young, and we need to live our lives for ourselves. There is no need to ignore your problems for the fear that someone else's may worsen. There is a certain point where you need to put yourself above others, but not in a selfish way. It's similar to this situation. If you are in a plane that has an emergency landing, you always put your mask on before assisting others. If you do not make sure that you are secure first, then you cannot effectively help other passengers. When I decided to finally look out for myself before others, I was able to make healthy decisions in my best interest. So, I urge you to please take care of yourself and pay attention to your necessities because you are worth it. Thank you. Our second featured talk is by Cody Trevino. In his talk, Cody shares his dream of playing football one more time with his brother when he goes to college. Picture your dream, he said. Work hard to accomplish it, and don't let setbacks keep you down. Thank you for listening, and now, enjoy this Senior Chapel Talk. The percentage of high school athletes who move on to the next level of collegiate sports is 0.06%. That number is small, not because people just decide they don't want to play sports anymore. Rather, that number is small because it's truly difficult to play a college sport. The students you see on TV who play for Division I colleges are extremely talented. The things you don't see are the countless hours of training those players endure, all the college scout camps they attend, and the time spent trying to get onto the team. Most will assume talent is something you are born with or that you can't work for it. But the truth is, you're able to do anything you want as long as you're willing to put in the work for it. I started the recruiting process at the beginning of my sophomore year. That means I started working towards playing college football when I was 15 years old. There's more to this process than just playing sports. The first step after committing to the recruiting process was getting my grades in check. I'm sure there are some of you middle schoolers out there who are still holding on to the dream of playing professional sports. That dream doesn't happen without commitment in the classroom and the athletics field. I had a startling realization that if I didn't get my grades up and focus on them like I focused on my athletics, then it wouldn't matter how good I became at football because I wouldn't be able to play football at the colleges I wanted to play football at. Rather than sulking about my grades, I decided to set myself straight and try harder so I'd be able to do the things I've dreamed of doing. I started working with my teachers to get my grades up by going to them for help. This significantly brought my grades up, which brought me one step closer to college football. Now came the, now came the football portion of the recruiting process, where I needed to attend multiple scout and training football camps. These camps were like nothing I'd ever been a part of. With so many college coaches watching, the pressure was on, and I, had, and I had to perform to the best of my ability. These camps were full of the best athletes from around the country. I saw just how much I would need to improve in order to compete with them. 
there are some athletes out there that were making me work my hardest to beat them, but I just wasn't able to get to the level that they had reached. This really motivated me, and I became determined to become the best I could be, but it would require more effort and more dedication than I had ever given before. I realized after going to the first camp, it wasn't gonna be as easy as I thought it would be. The level I was at wasn't even close to the level I where I needed to be. It's not easy to admit that you're not at the level you need to be in order to, to do the things that you wanna do. I was at this point and I was ready to work harder than I had ever worked before. I decided to start working out more and striving not to just be the best at this school or even in this district, but to be able to compete with the people whom I will be going up against in college. I've seen the level I need to be at. I have an older brother who keeps me motivated and shows me where my goals need to be set up. The competition is going to be so much different than it is now. Right now, I play with people who are relative to my size, but in college, even at a D3 college, I will be going up against players who are taller than me, faster than me, stronger than me, and even more skilled than I am. Although all of those things will be against me, I won't let it stop me. It'll make me work harder than I have before. If anyone has seen my brother, you'll know that he and I are very similar in so many different ways. We're the exact same height, weigh around the same, and well, we look identical. He went to Trinity University, a D3 college, and started off his freshman year as a seventh string running back. I don't know the exact reason he was put there, because here at TMI he had unbelievable stats. Although this would seem to many, peop to, to many people as the end of a football career, he never gave up and never quit trying to get onto the field. With five games left in the season, Trinity suffered a major loss of their first and second string running back in the same game. This opened up a huge opportunity for my brother. He didn't get a shot on the field until after halftime of the next game, and he knew that if he even got one play on the field, he would prove to his coaches and teammates he was more than capable of being a starter. He played almost every offensive snap for the rest of that game and started for the remaining four games of his freshman year. This taught me just how important it is to never give up no matter how hopeless things may seem, they can always brighten up and get better. If my brother would have pouted about being a seventh string or felt sorry for himself for not starting, he would, have missed his he would have missed his opportunity to show just how capable he really is. Instead, he used this to work harder and stay focused. And when the opportunity was presented, he took advantage of it and never looked back. Nothing is impossible. If you are willing to work for the things you want and dedicate yourself to accomplishing them, no matter the adversity you may face, you'll give yourself the best chance to get to where you want to be. Over this past summer, I woke up early to get ready for my training with Coach Polo. It was an hour of running back training to prepare me for my upcoming football future, both the upcoming football season and college football. After this hour, I would have some time to relax before I was back at school for the team practice. This is what most of my summer consisted of. Although it was tough, I knew it was gonna put me in the best shape of my life and make me a much better player overall. This showed in practice and in our preseason scrimmage. My hard work was paying off. Then came the first game of our 2018-2019 season, my senior season, a time that has been talked about ever since freshman year. Right before the first half was over, I was given a handoff to the right. I was looking for a place to run, so I made my way to the outside. As I planted my foot to go upfield, a helmet went straight into my knee, causing complete tears to both my ACL and my MCL, ending my season. During my freshman year is when my brother signed with Trinity University, and that is when I set my goal to go play one more year of football with him. I've been chasing this dream for three years, and during this past summer, I received a call from one of the Trinity coaches. Trinity University asked me to make an early decision commitment to sign on as a Tiger. 
I don't know what dream you're chasing, TMR, but I bet there is something that motivates you the way playing football motivates me. Picture your dream, work hard to accomplish it, and don't let setbacks keep you down. My brother is still currently a running back at Trinity, and I realize I may not get much playing time my first year, but I will finally have achieved my dream of playing on the same team as my best friend. Thank you. Thank you for listening to TMI's PantherCast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback and show ideas, so leave us a comment, email, or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter using at TMI Episcopal. For more news, ways to connect, and to learn about upcoming events on campus, visit our website at www.tmi-sa.org.